Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the Mosaic Podcast. I'm Pastor Erwin Raphael McManus, and just wanted to thank you for listening. In case you didn't know, I just released a new book. It's called The Genius of Jesus, The Man Who Changed Everything. And you can order it today at thegeniusofjesus.com. I just want to take a few minutes and open up the scriptures and share a passage with you. This question just kept running through my mind. Once you have everything, because isn't that your goal? To have it all? Once you have it all, what are you going to wish you still had? Because once you have it all, what, what's still going to be missing? There was someone in the scriptures who had it all. He had everything. And everything that we're told matters. Everything that we're told we should work for, fight for, hustle for. Everything that we should aspire to. See, because Solomon had everything. He had it all. He was fortunately born the son of a king. And so he became a king. He became the most powerful person in the world, in his world. He became perhaps the richest man who's ever walked the earth. He had wealth and power. He had fame and respect. He had everything that a human being could measure as success. And yet Solomon leaves us a few books. He writes the Song of Solomon's when he's young and in love. He writes the book of Proverbs when he's a father who's sharing his wisdom. And then he writes the book of Ecclesiastes when he's coming to the end of his life and he has overwhelming regrets. And he writes these words, which are strangely only usually read at weddings. So I'm gonna read these just in case you're still single. In Ecclesiastes chapter four, beginning in verse nine, Solomon writes this observation about life. And by the way, if you're here tonight and you're kind of new to this and you're not even sure if God exists and you've never really entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ, these words still apply to your life because they're insights to life for every human being. And he says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then he, wraps this thought up with this really interesting metaphor. He says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Psalm is making an observation that I think is reflective of his life. He comes to the end of his life and he has more wealth than a human being could possibly count or want or need or desire. He had a thousand concubines and a thousand horses. His fame spread across the world. He lived during a time of relative peace. And so in every measure, he had everything. Yet he's looking now at his life and he feels, and you can, you can sense this through the, the depth of his words, he feels desperately alone in the world. So he's speaking from personal experience that two are better than one. Now, I, I, I know 
the struggle that we go through in life, wanting to know if anyone will ever be there for us. You ever felt that? Wondering that of all the people you know and all the people you ever meet and all the people that you've ever loved or who have ever said they love you, you know, that, that person who was ride or die, that person who was never going to leave you, but they're gone now. And you begin to wonder, is anyone committed to me? Is anyone gonna be here for me? But I wanna reverse the question just for a moment. I wanna ask you tonight, who are you taking with you? See, instead of always waiting for someone else to be that one, you know, that, that person who's there for you, that person who always shows up, who are you refusing to leave behind in your life? See, Solomon had every opportunity to take people with him. He had enough wealth to bring a lot of people with him, enough power to bring so many people with him, enough fame to bring so many people with him. He, he would have never lived in fear of someone overshadowing his greatness. But when you look at Solomon's life, he basically took no one with him. He just decided he was enough until he realized that when one person stands alone at the end of their life, they're not even one, they're zero. So it's two are better than one. So let's not be overly ambitious tonight. Do you have one person that you've committed yourself to? Now, now I'm not talking about, you know, the person that you're in love with right now. Because you know that next month it's probably gonna be different. I'm talking about that friend for life, that, that person that you are committed to, that person that when they need you, you show up, that they know they can call you at three o'clock in the morning. They know that they can share their life, their fears, their dreams, and you'll take the time to listen. And it's interesting that the different arenas he, he just touches on, says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. He's saying, by the way, if you want to be successful, you need to travel with people. Man, we're in a town where everyone thinks success is something you have to do alone. It's this dog-eat-dog -dog kind of culture. I'm going to get mine. But he actually says, look, if you really want to be successful, if you really want to accomplish your, your greatest aspirations and goals and dreams, then you need to realize that you can build a lot more when you're building with someone else says two are better than one because they can have a good return on their labor. And I started thinking about that even with giving. We're not actually doing a, a specific kind of giving talk or giving time tonight. But the reason we're here tonight and the reason people can build into your life and the reason we can have a time of worship is because other people have been building a world that is bigger than just their own needs. They've been building a world big enough for your needs and for mine. And if you're gonna ask yourself the question, who am I taking with me? Let me tell you, a really easy way to know if you're building a life just for you or you're building your life for others is whether you actually give or not. I mean, it's why it makes us uncomfortable because giving demands that you care about someone besides yourself. And that's why the conversation about money is actually always deeper, why it feels so intrusive, why it feels so invasive, and why it feels so wrong. Why should anyone ever challenge my need to be about myself and only me? And yet what Solomon is telling us is that you need to decide in your life, who are you gonna build with? 
Who are the people you're gonna measure your life by? That if you succeed without them, it's not true success. And he goes on to say, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Look, I've lived a long time now. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of people rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall. And the people who get up, they're not the strongest ones. They're the ones who have actually poured into other people's lives. Is what happens is that when they fall, their friends surround them and refuse to leave them on the ground. But instead of always saying, God, where are the people who are gonna pick me up? I want you just to turn that question around as hard as you can. Who do you refuse to leave behind? Who are you taking with you? Who, when they fall down, you don't turn to them with judgment or condemnation? You don't heap guilt and shame. You just get there and you pick them up because you can't take this road without them. He goes on to say, pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Here's a little simple rule I've seen in my life. The people who always get up are the people who've been kind to people when they're successful. Because when they fail, people surround them because their kindness binds them to each other. People do not fail because they mess up. People stay on the ground because they don't value people more than they value their own success. He was on to say, how can, if two lie down together, will they keep warm? How can one keep warm alone? I thought this is a little tricky in Hollywood in a room full of singles. And I'm mean, like, man, he told me, you know, we need to keep warm. <laughs> you know, I, and I, I'd like to just press you just a little deeper. When you're alone, you know, when you're, you're in that space where you just feel so desperately disconnected and alone, who are the people who show up in that space for you? See, who are the people that when, when they're just cold, when they're alone, when they feel disconnected, when they feel no one cares about them, who's that person that you're showing up for? You don't leave them outside in the cold because you care about them as much as you care about yourself. And then he says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. I love this because life is a fight. I don't know if you know this or not, but life is a fight. And if you try to fight this life and all the challenges ahead of you alone, you're gonna find yourself exhausted, overwhelmed, and beat down. But when you have someone else and you're there for them, it's amazing how people start showing up for you. You're gonna have some big fights in your life because you have big dreams. Anyone here have big dreams? See, if, if you have big dreams, you're gonna have huge challenges. You're gonna have big fights in your life. If you ever pray, God, do something great in my life, what you're actually asking God to do is to bring you the biggest difficulties you could ever face. Because if you want God to do something great in your life, then you need to be ready for the greatest challenges you could ever imagine. And I don't care how tough or how strong or how smart or how talented you are, you are not created to take them on alone. And then he says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And I thought, wow, that's, that's the one thing I wanna leave you with. 
Jesus, I know it's going to be hard to hear. Jesus doesn't need you. I know. See, when people are struggling about whether I should give my life to Jesus, I just want to be so clear. Jesus doesn't need you. You need Jesus. And, and here's the thing that's so odd to me. We live our lives trying to make sure Jesus does not get in the way of our goals and dreams, of our relationships. And so when we decide who we're taking with us, we, we don't put Jesus in that category. We just leave him behind. And then we get mad when our life falls apart because he wasn't there. But here's the crazy thing, even though you may never choose to never leave Jesus behind, 2,000 years ago, Jesus chose to not leave you behind. See, if Jesus was here right now and I asked him, Jesus, who are you taking with you? He would say you, and you, and you, and you. See, if anyone could have it all and not need anyone, it's Jesus. And yet, for some reason, the God who created everything, the God for whom nothing is impossible, decided it wasn't even worth doing without you. And if God values you that much, shouldn't you value each other? So just a quick thought. You can do church online. You can listen to talks on the internet. You can listen to great music on Spotify. But you cannot do life without people. So who are you taking with you? Are you just showing up for yourself? Are you showing up for people? Are you just trying to struggle through and make it through the day? Or are you making sure that someone else is making it with you? Let me tell you why we're here tonight. It's because we made a decision. We would not leave you behind. And even if you don't know it, you need us because we need you, because we're designed to do life together. Kicking and screaming, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> Kicking and screaming, we're gonna take each other forward into a future and a hope. And 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on that cross, even though we gave him nothing but our hate and our violence, our rejection, our disdain. He said, you do what you gotta do, and I'm gonna do what I gotta do, because I'm taking you with me. Would you just bow your heads with me just for a moment? I want you to know the reason we're here is because Jesus refuses to leave you behind, because he's taking you with him, because two are better than one. And a three-court strand cannot easily be broken. And the moment you commit your life to Jesus and you commit your life to each other, you become an unbreakable cord. You need Jesus and you need people 
and they need you. If you're here right now and you know you need Jesus, and you've never trusted him with your life, you've thought about it, you've put it off, but you're ready to cross the line of faith right now, I want you just to pray this prayer to Jesus right now. Jesus, I give you my life. Right now, just tell him, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. If this is your prayer tonight, I want you to know that God has heard you, that he's here for you, and he will not leave you behind because he made a choice that he was here to take you with him. But now we got to decide. Are we in this for ourselves? Are we going to follow Jesus into a future and a hope? Or are we going to make sure we take others with us? So one thing Jesus will teach you is life has to be bigger than just about you. Because if you have it all, but you lose people, you've lost everything. Father, I thank you that you meet us here, that you died for us and rose from the dead, that you refused to leave us behind, that you made a decision, the future you're creating, you're creating for us. And God, I pray there'd be such a deep commitment to each other here, that no one here would be solo or solitary, that everyone here would know the two are better than one. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible and creates life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading this message around the world by going to mosaic.org slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.